fellow travelers. Thank you for joining me again on the Unbroken Ground. This is episode 43, the one about a girl. Uh, so if you've been listening to the past couple of episodes, I've been kind of recounting how God has taken me through life and all the different turns that I've taken. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be about um, when I met my wife. Uh, so if you've been looking forward to that, or if you've been hoping I'd talk about that, or if you're just showing up for the first time, uh, that's what this is. This one's going to be about. And so I'm going to jump into that. I will say you might be a little bit lost if you don't listen to episodes 41 and 42, um, because I talk a lot about how I got to where I got. Um, and this one I'm just going to talk uh, a little bit. I'm not going to go into some deep back history, but a little bit of history, and uh, then just kind of tell the story of, the how, of how I met my wife. Um, and then I got married. Um, so don't forget, uh, there's a lot of people that uh, uh, have been listening lately, which is pretty cool. Uh, thanks to uh, a couple of different friends coming on, including uh, Travis and Olivia. Uh, so if you are new to the podcast and you are listening, thank you. Welcome. Uh, this one does not have those guys on it, but we are going to work out on something, uh, hopefully create something going for them uh, moving forward and helping out of that. But also, um, you can also find out updates about my podcast uh, at the Unbroken Ground forward, uh, Facebook forward slash The Unbroken Ground. Uh, you can follow that for updates and all that kind of stuff on also articles that I write, but you can also email me at theunbrokenground at gmail.com, or uh, you can find me on Instagram at theunbrokenground. Uh, and yeah, so let's take it off. We're going to we're gonna go for it. Uh, go for it. We're going to talk about um, how I met my wife. So yeah, if you've been following along, you realize we left off. Uh, I was in... I just had a summer in Colorado. I went to uh, help out with my friend Jonathan in Indianapolis, and uh, I had it. It didn't work out. Um, we I was gonna. I didn't really know what the plan was. Uh, that's kind of sometimes how God directs me. I just kind of God takes me in a direction, and I follow in that direction. And then uh, sometimes God says, "Nope, that was not you. You're here. You've been here." And I, I think it was in Indianapolis, like three or four weeks. So yeah, it wasn't like a ton of time um, before things just got really uh, dicey for um, relationship-wise for the church that my friend was in. Uh, that situation worked out. He did stay there and was able to minister for uh, another year. Uh, so. Things didn't change that much for him, but but God just kind of used that to be like, all right, you're headed back home, and so um, or at least back to Texas. So I headed back to Texas from Indianapolis, drove back, and moved into my sister's house for about a month, and started looking for a job. Um, and I went through a lot of crazy uh, job application places, uh, but eventually uh, I ended up selling. Um, digital cameras for Walmart um, and from there I decided that I, I definitely um, as I as I was working at Walmart I knew that God was calling me to go back to seminary uh, David and Rosie uh, asked if I would come back out to Colorado and so yeah I, I went out and had another summer in Colorado it was different as things often are the second time around it was still really good uh, still one of my favorite summers uh, pales in comparison to the first one uh, there were some different things that we that we did uh, of course we were it was a different crew uh, I was 
one of the few uh, returners, um, actually the only returner, and um, the other ones, the, the other my other friends came for a partial part of, part of the summer, but uh, I was the only one working for the full time over the summer, and we ended up I ended up doing a lot of youth ministry actually, uh, because the uh, the person that had been hired to be the summer youth intern for the Baptist Church got fired uh, two weeks into that gig, after we went to summer camp and he um, behaved poorly. Uh, nothing, nothing really too bad. He just, um, he just, he just it was just a weird kind of off kind of thing. He just didn't follow some of the rules. And um, we were serving ice cream one night, and, and instead of waiting in line, he crawled through a window. Um, just goofy, uh, really. And uh, that got back to the people who uh, he was representing in in Lake City, and they did not appreciate that at all. And so. Yeah, so they they fired them, and um, my friend, me and my friend Mark, uh, who was also from Angelo State, um, we uh, we um, although at this time I think he was at, at uh, seminary, but either way, um, we yeah we started we 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 kind of stepped in and did youth ministry for the summer along with uh, the bed and breakfast the cleaning and the and the cooking and those type of things uh but it was so it was a different it was a different summer and uh and, and it was it was it was great it wasn't the same wasn't the same kind of impact that i that i experienced from for the first summer but yeah it was very good um e- either way um throughout all that i decided i wanted to, to go back to school and uh, that meant going to seminary and my friend Brian, uh, who was who I met in the town that I uh, moved to in the second grade, we actually were born on the same day, born in the same hospital even, uh, but didn't know each other until the second grade. And uh, he was he was one of the guys that I back when I thought I was going to go to Hardin Simmons. Uh, he's a, he's one that did, and he went all the way through. He was at seminary there, and so I had contacted him. And just kind of asked him about seminary and, and what he liked about um, being at Logston there and uh, and on the Hardin Simmons campus. And he's like, "Hey, come out and see." And so I did. I visited. I put in my application. Uh, so before I left, um, I got accepted to go to seminary. And yeah, in August, let's see, August of two thousand and five. Is that right? Hmm. August of 2004, I don't remember, uh, one of those, 2005, 2000, um, I think it was actually 2005, August 2005, I showed up at a seminary for my, my uh, introductions, and on the very first day, um, we had just kind of a welcome to seminary um, thing at the chapel. Uh, we were assigned to uh, hang out with an advisor, uh, a professor, and I was assigned to... Now, I, I did know somebody. Uh, did, this was different than even my uh, going to uh, Angelo State. I did know somebody. Um, I actually knew a couple of people that were in seminary. Uh, one of my friends who was a youth minister in the area, um, he was going to seminary there, and then another friend who uh, I knew from Angelo State was going to seminary there. So I knew a couple of people. Actually, I think he was doing graduate school. I don't think he was doing seminary. But either way, I knew some people. Uh, but but on the first day, assigned to a professor, uh, and it was me and another student. And that student happened to be my wife. 
Uh, not at the time. I didn't know her. So that professor took us to coffee. That was my first time meeting my wife. Um, and, um, yeah, we, we, he took us to coffee. Um, she talked a lot. I didn't talk very much. Um, I, at the time, was trying to figure out my living situation because the, I had applied and applied for living on, on, in, on the dorm or in, in the, in, on campus, and they had put me in a freshman dorm, and I was like, no, I don't think so. Um, I don't think uh, me as a uh, 24, 25-year-old um, was particularly interested uh, in... Um, in 2000, yeah, so 2005, August 2005, particularly interested in, in staying with a bunch of 18-year-olds. Um, I could have done it, but didn't want to. And so they, they actually put me in um, the the shutdown wing of a girls' dorm. Uh, and so me and another couple of guys uh, stayed on the third floor of this uh dorm their half was was kind of half and half it was a girl's dorm which will play into part here in a little bit but um so yeah so i moved in no roommates just me i had a, i did have a suite mate for a little while um and yeah uh, so I, I i met my wife this girl um at yeah day one but let's take it back a little bit even further um, so growing up, I um, I grew up in, of course, conservative South. I grew up in the I grew up in the I Kiss Dating Goodbye era, um, which those of you who know what that is um, would know that that's a book written by a guy named Joshua Harris, who, crazily enough, has actually walked away from the faith at this time. I, he he's either agnostic. I don't think he's atheistic, but but he. Um, denounced a lot of his Christian beliefs because of some church hurts, because of some um, some leadership failings that he saw, uh, and and in, and even I think he he even felt like he was he had injured people through creating this kind of purity culture, um, this idea of like uh, Christians shouldn't date, they shouldn't they shouldn't spend time. Uh, with just them and a uh, female, uh, they, it would it was all group dates. It was and it was like a book that was written. Um, now, that being said, I don't know that I particularly followed that. Um, just growing up, um, I was very. I wasn't shy. Um, I just was very very uh, cautious, um, very reserved in and. Um, and I didn't, I, I mean, uh, it's really taken a lot for me in my life to, um, and this is going to sound weird if you think about the ways that I've lived my life, but it's, it's like there are, there are risks that I'm happy to take. For example, I will just pick up my stuff and just move somewhere, right? Uh, I've done that, or I would just go, hey, yeah, I'm just going to a different college uh, than I thought I was going to mid, right, you know, six months before I'm going to do that. Um, for some people, those are the risky things. For me, those are the easy things. Um, and so for me, the, the risk of actually committing, asking, um, being brave enough to uh, risk changing that relationship with, a, with someone uh, of the opposite sex, the girl, um, has not always been the easiest thing to me, for me to do. And also, I've just not always been, growing up, uh, good at reading signs and, um, 
so some some lack of confidence in that too. Um, so so yeah, I, I I did not date very much when I was in high school. I had my first girlfriend. I was a freshman. She was a junior. Um, she was the Church of Christ pastor's daughter, and I was not uh, the Church of Christ. And I was a little bit young. I was a again. I was a freshman. She could drive. I could not. Um, and we dated for about three weeks, and then her dad made us break up. Um, he he didn't make us break up. He made her break up with me. Um, so um, that was uh, she was my first love and uh, my first broken heart. Um, and it wasn't really anything that either one of us had done. It wasn't that we fell out of love. It's just like um, her dad said no. And um, I think I dated one other person. Uh, it wasn't that I wasn't interested, uh, but. I will say it was not. I didn't live very social in my my high school years. I just, I I, I have. I was very busy. Um, I played all the sports. My dad was a coach. I played all the sports. I was also big academics. Um, so I did lots of stuff. So I just I and and I love spending time with my family. We would go hunting. We would go fishing. We would we would hang out. Um, I just. Um, didn't spend a whole lot of time. I live kind of out in the country, so I didn't spend a whole lot of time. Um, with other people, um, unlike some of my friends that, that who lived in the city, who um, were a little bit more used to spending time. Now, as I got to junior senior year, obviously I had uh, my own car um, or pickup truck, but um, either way, I, I would spend more time being social. But uh, for for a lot of it, I just wasn't. Um, and and I had those, and I had girls that I liked, I had crushes, uh, I had summer camp girls that, um, you know, we exchanged addresses and promised to write, because um, we were just so in love, because um, that's, you know, of course, the best place to to um, meet somebody is at summer camp, um, intense emotions, all that kind of good stuff, so, so I had all that, um, but it just wasn't something that was like a major focus in my life, which I guess you could tell because I got to 25 without um, being married or even really dating somebody for longer than a month. So, yeah. Uh, in college, I didn't... I um, Yeah, in college, I probably missed a whole bunch of signs that girls were giving me. I probably broke a few hearts because I um, was hung out with people, but I just never asked to take the relationship further. Um, in fact, I know that um, there were some <laughs> there were some girls that dis that um, one wrote me a letter um, uh, about how I stopped talking to her. Um, but in my defense, I don't have one. Uh, so yeah, it, it just wasn't something that um, I mean, it's not something I was against. Um, there were there were girls I found um, interesting and and attractive and. Um, but I just had a hard time stepping beyond the, um, basic, hey, let's be more than friends kind of conversation. I just wasn't one that I was used to having, wasn't one that I was good at, and it was risky, and I think, like I said, I was, I, I would do lots of things. I, I can get up and stand, talk in front of people, I can play my guitar and sing in front of people, and, but it was just, it was one of those, it was one of those risks that I, emotionally and relationally, I just didn't take a whole lot, um, so, so yeah, so that's kind of the long run back history, uh, of my prior relationship status, um, so here I am, 25, um, starting first day of, of seminary to meet this girl, um, and I didn't really think anything of it, um, 
I there was actually a, another girl that I was talking to at the time and um, so I wasn't even yeah I was just but again not very good at having those conversations I probably missed some signals in that one too and probably um, you know unfortunately uh, left things unsaid but God worse things out and and so enough dwelling on that um, so yeah so it started school um, Callie and I actually ended up being in the same classes together and one of the things that we had to do is we had to register for a education um, website called Blackboard and I had one when I was at Angelo State but that, that was three years before because uh, I took three years off before I went to seminary and so I was like oh, I wonder if my old email address is still the same um, one that I can that I can get onto Blackboard with and it was not uh, but I, put, I tried putting it in a couple times and in that time unbeknownst to me um, Callie leaned over and um, looked at my screen and memorized my email address. Um, this is where I like to tell the story that I was stalked, um, and but and that is what happened. Um, you can call it whatever you want. Kelly does not call it that. Uh, she calls it research, but either way, she memorized my email address, went home, emailed me, and said, hey, we're, all, we're in all the same classes. Here's my phone number and email, just in case you have or have any questions, or if I have questions, or if we miss class. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Um, so we hung out for a little bit. Uh, we started, well, we, we, I was like, hey, well, let's just meet and just talk. I just, I didn't really know her, I was like, say, other than to having this advisor's um, uh, coffee, we didn't really know her. So, so I was like, hey, yeah, well, let's just have, um, let's just go have lunch or something. Uh, really, you know, I wasn't, again, uh, not really thinking relationship things, just, okay, cool, let's, yeah, you're a person, and I let's get to know you. Uh, so we did that, and um, we I think the kicking off point um, for sure was um, I was working for I was working as a uh, teacher's assistant for one of the professors, and um, the his secretary needed to be moved, and so. Um, they needed volunteers to do that, so I volunteered, um, and and so did Callie, and, and uh, we got to serve together. Um, the the professor who invited us to coffee together um, also was there. Um, well, actually, a different professor, but but was there to, um, and we were just moving stuff. I mean, we were just moving boxes and all kinds of stuff, and and that really um, kind of um, kind of kicked things off. Um, like interest wise and so I asked her out on a date um, it was Labor Day and we were gonna go get some barbecue at this great barbecue place in Abilene called Joe Allen's um, but they're closed on Monday um, and so we um, so we went to a Chinese food restaurant uh, and it was um, the first date. Um, so I, I guess if you're looking for hints, um, if you can survive going to a Chinese food buffet on your first first date, then that's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, we, I, um, we met on Labor Day. Not Labor We went on our first date Labor Day. Um, I had bought a ring by Halloween, probably sooner than that, and then we were engaged by um, November. Thanksgiving, 
gate got engaged on Thanksgiving Day, as a matter of fact. Um, but we had talked about it before that. So for those keeping <laughs> score at home, um, we we definitely um, we met and got engaged within three months. Um, and um, I mean, it has been now. Uh, so that was we got married in two thousand and six. So it has been. We're yeah, we're headed into year. We're we're in year eighteen right now. So um, that doesn't mean that everybody uh, should do that. <laughs> but for us, it worked. Uh, for us, we we went in knowing that we um, we didn't knowing that we both were committed to something that that we weren't gonna get that divorce was not an option. We went in. So yeah, it doesn't mean there weren't bumps along the way, even in the, even before the process. So, um, when um, when I asked Callie to, well, the day before Thanksgiving, I asked Callie's parents' blessing. Again, this is probably semantics here, um, but I asked for the blessing, not permission. Uh, we were both 25. We'd both lived three years. We'd both lived outside of the homes. So it's not like we were underneath our, uh, you know, parents, um, real influence any longer. And so I said, Hey, I would like your blessing. And, and Callie's parents said no. Um, and so Callie and I drove, um, back to my parents' house that night after hearing that it was an hour drive. And we just discuss, We just we just tried to figure out um, what to do. Because if we were going to wait on um, on her parents um, to get around this idea to say yes, um, it it felt like they were then in control of whatever that we were going to do. And and as, like say being adults and being our own people, we were like that's not really what we want to do. Um, and so the next morning, I asked her to marry me um, against her parents' wishes, uh, and then. Um, we, um, then it was just kind of a, a, a continual snowball until we got married of them kind of coming to acceptance. Um, but it was rough. Um, it was, uh, we, uh, the funniest story, I guess maybe not funny, um, but funny now looking back on it again, 18 years ago or more, um, they wanted to meet my parents. And so we met, um, for a meal and Callie's dad, who's a very, um, upfront, gruff kind of individual um, said, first thing, so we sat down and introduced my parents to her parents, and he goes, well, I'm not in favor of this. And this is now, we're talking December, so we're already a month uh, into planning and all those kind of things, and, and nobody really knew what to say. We just kind of said, okay, and moving on. Um, so um, we got engaged, and then we got married in, uh, in May of, of that the following year. So for those keeping score at home, um, we got engaged within three months and we got married um, five months later, six months later. So we didn't even know each other for a year um, and we were married. And um, it's, it's a pretty amazing thing um, because I don't believe that God sets aside just one person um, for for you uh that that like you know there's this this uh, soulmate as they would say uh that there's this sock that matches up I, I don't believe that that is what happens what i what i believe and and i haven't fully fleshed this out so i apologize if this offends anybody's theology or if this is not a fully fleshed out theology what i believe is 
is that God um, calls people uh, who who cross paths, um, and they are called to to um, to serve uh, and uh, serve one another and to serve him and and we were both committed to that we were both to serve we were both committed to serving one another and we were both committed to serving god uh and and we were both committed to making our relationship work um our our relationship our relationship it's it's crazy for me because growing up i lived in a very stable home um i didn't ever really see my parents fight uh, they didn't, you know, they didn't have like the violent um, yelling and screaming and or anything like that. They, I'm sure, they had their moments. I just was oblivious to it, oblivious to it, ambivalent. I just didn't see it, and and so I remember um, going to visit my parents, and they. We were going to Sunday school. My dad still teaches Sunday school to this day. So he's been he's been a Sunday school teacher since uh, forever, um, and he still teaches to this day. So we went to a Sunday school, and they were on marriage, and he was just like, "Yeah, marriage is hard," and I was just like, "Where? When? What are you talking about?" Um, and it was kind of this wake up. And it, was, it was it was in between the time that I had gotten engaged and before I got married, and and it was like, "Oh, oh what? Marriage is hard." Um, and it was just a, it was just a reminder. It's just to kind of this, um, this point to go. The relationship is about growing closer to God and and supporting one another, encouraging one another in that. And and as as our relationship as for marriage, um, we were we were we were both committed to um, to doing that. We wanted to grow closer to God, and we wanted God to use our our whole marriage. We wanted to, everything we did was just to to honor Him. Um, and and it's it's amazing to think back now. I mean, who knew? I did not know. I'm sure Callie didn't know that what we would do and, and where all we would go and how that would work. Um, and yet God has has used our, our relationship to bless and minister, and, and He's used it to bless me. He's He's blessed me with a wonderful. Um, woman who um, puts up with me and who looks after me and cares for me and prays for me and and walks beside me and is is willing, I, and and just to just to kind of give you the like this is crazy um, kind of um, aspect to what it means to be married to me is that so. Just just as we got married, uh, so again we finished our we both are finishing our first year of seminary. I get a job as a youth minister in a little town called Robert Lee, Texas, um, and it has one stoplight, and it's about an hour and ten minutes away from Abilene, and so we have to commute in for our classes. And but that's okay because we can take classes only on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so it's only two days out of the week. And I'm working full time doing youth ministry, and so we move. Um, so, so we do all of the life changes all together because why not, right? Um, so we're going to school, which is a big one. Um, so going to school for graduate school. Uh, we get married. That's a huge one. Uh, we move. That's a big one. Um, I start a new job. Again, as I got married, I started a new job. She came along um, with me to Robert Lee to hang out, and she's didn't know what she got herself in there, um, and 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 yeah, and so we moved, and we moved into um, just as I was again. Man, this is crazy. Um, so many crazy things. Just as I was uh, accepting the job, and I needed a job because I was getting married, and you know when you get married, you're expected to you know 
pay for things and provide and that kind of stuff. And so as I was applying to be the youth minister at this place, um, I did the interview. Uh, the pastor uh, comes to me and says, hey, um, just just so you know, I'm leaving. Um, I'm not going to be here at the church. This is my, my next Sunday. I'm going to announce it. Um, I won't be here when you get here. Because I... Because we were uh, finishing up our semester and getting married and then we were moving. And so we had a couple of weeks after the interview. Um, and I was like, okay. Um, but again, for me, um, <laughs> I, I, there was nothing else in, in, in my um, view, uh, nothing else. I didn't have a backup plan. I wasn't like, oh, well, I could do this job or I could do another. It was like, no, this job, this is the one. And God just kind of directed me to it. I was like, no, I'm in. I'm doing this one. And so, yeah, the pastor left, and so we moved into his old house kind of temporarily because there was no, um, you know, temporary housing. There was no apartments or, or good apartments. There was no real places to rent. Um, we didn't, and we weren't, um, you know, poor college students, weren't really looking to buy a house. And so we moved in there. Within a month, they, we were at camp. We were at Glorieta, New Mexico. The, the, the kids wanted to go to Glorieta. They decided that before we even got there. So we were there in June, and I got a phone call on my cell phone um, from the uh, head of the deacons to tell me that the pastor had sold his house. And when we get back, we are going to have to move out. Um, and it's like, well, okay, <laughs> we don't have a place to live. And so the head of the deacons was a real estate guy. He goes, I'll tell you what, man, I'm, I'm, I'm buying this double-wide um, kind of house uh, thing and you guys can rent for me and I said sounds good and so so for keeping score at home we we, we were we moved uh, in the first month and the and uh, being married and then we moved in the second month of being married um, so which is just fun um, and yeah and we um, and we, we, we were trying to figure out how to do life together. Um, one of the things I would say about marriage is that it is, it is some people believe that marriage, you know, makes things um, easier or um, it doesn't, you know, the, if we just get married, it'll fix any problems we have in our relationship. And the truth is, is that marriage for us, um, some people don't have the same view, but for us as Christians, as, as believers, uh, for Callie and I, we were like, marriage doesn't doesn't make things perfect it, but it does make things permanent um like we were committed to that we were not like we're till death do you part is, is where we're at till death do you part and so um one of the things that like marriage does is it just becomes a mirror that points back um at you and you don't realize as a person how selfish you are until you have to include a whole nother person's um, understanding into your life, um, you just you just don't realize it. And I mean, and I was a pretty selfless guy. I was a pretty yeah. I'm, I I'll do I'll serve whatever I need to do. Um, but being married just just brought out like this um, further understanding or, or revelation even that um, I had so much more work to do, and I'm still working on that. Um, and um, thankfully, God's blessed me with um, someone who's patient and kind, uh, who who prays, like I say, who prays for me, who cares for me, and helps me be a better me. And um, so I, I can't uh, like that. That's that's amazing. That's more than I deserve. Uh, 
and, and she honors me more than I deserve in that. And so, so we got, so, so, <laughs> so the craziness doesn't really end there. Um, of course, we're doing, we're doing youth ministry uh, at this place, um, trying to um, make a difference in kids' lives and, and having a good time. We're doing all this stuff. Um, we go through a year of school. Well, we start, we do a summer. We do a year of school. Um, we do a, a second summer. And uh, by that time, um, a couple of things happened. We had a new pastor um, who, oh man, he, um, you know, pastors are people. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> And they have their own weaknesses and faults and, and struggles and strengths. And, and he, was, he was good and for a lot of things. But one of the things that um, he, what, what became um, just so clear to me, um, I, it, he, <laughs> we, he and I clashed on some things. And one of them was just that I wanted to take the kids to do a, a youth, uh, to go up and do a youth mission trip up for the Presbyterian Church in Lake City and do their vacation Bible school. And he was like, no, we can't do that. And I was like, why? Well, because the theological differences. And, and I was just like, well, and, and again, I was not good with confrontation at that time. And, and so I didn't even know what words to say. I was just, just broken, heartbroken by it. Because um, it was like, what, what, um, what theology do you think we're getting in with vacation Bible school? Like, like Presbyterians, Baptists, we're all going to end up on, on the same thing of like Jesus died for my sins and, and you need him to be your savior and there's, there's baptism. I realize in the Presbyterian Church there's, there's things such as infant baptism, but that's, that's a whole different story. And they were not going to be talking about, I mean, it just wasn't going to be a thing, right? It just wasn't going to be a thing. But he was like ad, absolutely against it. And, and so that was like a thing that really just kind of put a downer on, on just serving there. Um, he, um, he had, he just had some weird interactions with, with my wife. Uh, she was the, she was doing children's ministry and, and, um, they, we were doing a meal for, um, the, uh, the kids and, and, uh, every Wednesday night, you know, they do a meal. Uh, and then they'd have um, kids church, and then they have, and then youth after that. Um, and um, there became some kind of discussion about, oh, maybe we can change things around. And and Kelly's like, I don't, I think we should keep the mill where it is. And and the pastor was just like, well, I can do whatever I want to do. And that's probably um, where I was like, okay, <laughs> I think we're um, gonna not be here anymore um and along with that um it ended up being that gas started being closer to five dollars a gallon and so driving back and forth from abling to robert lee twice a week and we were going to have to do it three times a week became more of a financial burden and so we moved um, we left we moved back to abling so in the first two years of being married callie and i moved three times um for those keeping score at home and Callie got a job working for a home health care um, organization, and I did not get a job. I applied for some places I was, I was looking for. Um, I actually, crazy thing, God, you know, God does those things. Um, I actually applied for this bookstore, this, uh, um, well, it was movies, books, CDs, uh, called Hastings. It's only really in Texas, and 
there's only a few of them alive now. They've kind of all gone gone extinct. But um, I had applied, and I had also put my name in for this uh, part-time job out of this little country church outside. And I got a call for an interview for Hastings, and the same week I got a call for an interview for the church. And so I had to say no to Hastings. Um, didn't even go... Like I was, I, I had to call him and say, like, hey, I'm not going to come in for the interview. Um, and I applied and went went out, uh, applied for this church, talked to this church, and um, they hired me. Um, and so for a year, I did Sunday morning, Sunday nights, and Wednesday night Bible studies, preaching on Sunday morning. Um, at this little church that we probably never had more than 20 people in there at a time. And um, it was a good time. I, I mean, it was hard. Uh, while I was there at that church, um, I preached my first sermon uh, for a funeral. Uh, and it was for a guy who, um, man, he was, a, he was a deacon in the church and... Um, he was suffering. Uh, he was probably 80 years old, and he had COPD, and he couldn't breathe. Uh, and so one day, he just decided he had had enough. And his wife was suffering uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, and he sent her out to take care of the chickens. And then he, uh, yeah, he ended things. Um, and that was uh, one of the first funerals I ever preached at. And uh, and. The thing that I that I took from that, the thing that I was able to uh, grasp and learn, was just that it was this opportunity to minister to the people, and we talked a whole lot about his life, and not any about his death, but we talked a whole about about his life and how he served and the things he was known for and the things that brought joy, and um, we got to celebrate his life because, you know, um, that that's who he was. He wasn't at the end, that's not who he was. It, um, he was uh, that, that guy that, that brought joy and was, was a, had ministered. Um, he was, it, was such a, it was such a crazy time. He would um, I'd go to church, we'd have our Wednesday night meal, and I'd say, hey, buddy, how you doing? He goes, man, I just prayed today that God would take me. I said, God, why don't you just take me? And what do you say to that? <laughs> what, do you, what do you say to that? Uh, I don't know. I just said, oh, I'm praying for you. So, yeah, so I was a pastor finishing up seminary. Uh, and, uh, yeah, my Aunt Callie was doing her pastor's wife thing, trying to be supportive. She was working on her own job as well, and, and um, yeah, we, we were going to school, finishing up school, and um, it was good. It was, it was good. We enjoyed being married. Um, we enjoyed each other. We enjoyed hanging out. We enjoyed school. Um, I enjoyed school much more than she did, um, but, but, that's, but life was good. Um, even though we had some crazy times and moving here and there, um, life was good. It was going to get crazier. I'm gonna leave you on that hanger, that cliffhanger there, because um, because one of the most um, 
uh, zigzags that my life has taken. One that's the hardest to explain, I think, sometimes to people. Um, but one that was clear to me is, is coming up. And uh, we'll do that next week. Um, so, but I'll leave you with that cliffhanger. Uh, just um, I, if you if you didn't if you haven't got the sense yet, and I want to just say it again, I am blessed beyond um, all measure to have the the wife that that God allows me to have. Um, it is hard work to be married, and it takes working on yourself and and your spouse working on and on herself and himself or whoever. But also just working together, and it is hard work and and. Um, you know, love is a feeling and, that emo- and it's an emotion and that kind of ebbs and flows, just like with all kinds of emotion. Uh, if you go into life thinking you're always just going to feel like you're in love with somebody, um, it's just not going to be a real, it's not, it's not reality. And that's, I think, that's why I think when God talks about love, he talks about that it's action. Um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. There's no love greater than this than, than for a man to lay down his life for his brothers. So when God talks about love, he talks about the choice, the choosing to act, the choosing to serve, the choosing uh, of the act, the activity. And it's not about the feeling. It's not about the emotion. Um, the reality is that God loves us, and so he, that's, so he acts upon that love, and that's how we know he loves us. And it's not because he has some um, emotion but that he is this love and because he is this love he always chooses to act lovingly and and when you want to think about hey you want to marry somebody you want to you want to be in a relationship with someone you're going to have emotions and that's good having those emotions is fine but you have to realize that love is a verb and it is a choice um i will choose to love because of what i do not because of what I feel. And you can feel very dry and empty and still choose to love someone. You may not have the emotion for it, but you still have the ability to choose and act on that. And that's what, that's what love is. Um, and that's what, that's what marriage is built on. It's built on that mutual submission and choice to say, I am going to love that person, not just by the things that I say, or the things that I think, or the things, the emotions I feel, but the things, the very things that I choose to do. And if you want to stay married a long time, then you've got to realize that early because um, marriage is hard. It takes work. But your job, if you're going to follow Christ, as Christ says to follow him, is to love. And that means to choose to love and to act in love. And so that's the challenge. So hopefully that brought you some insight and some joy, uh, a little bit ups and downs, topsy, topsy-turvy of my life. Um, and yeah, hope think, hopefully you'll uh, meditate on what it means to love. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter. Uh, it... it, it it uh, spells it out even better um but yeah just take that as a an advice of an old married man that it's all about choosing to love and not just feeling love hope you have a blessed week i hope that uh god teaches you something each day and i hope that have you come back and hear and, and be with you again next week